This is Being Better, the podcast about the science behind mindsets and practices that make us happier, wiser, and healthier. My name is Julia Spohr, and I am your host. Join us as each week we break down scientific research and bring you true stories of people from all walks of life to help you make better decisions that will shape your tomorrow. souls welcome to or welcome back to the show if it's your first time here hi hello welcome to the family you are one of us now we love you and frankly there's nothing you can do about it so sorry you are one of us now it's great to have you here with us and to make your week a bit brighter and more pleasant i have something i want to share with you um because as you might know, if you've been listening to the podcast, we love to start the show with some recommendations. That can be a movie, a product, a book, something that I think you might enjoy. And this week, I want to recommend you Tick, Tick, Boom, which is a movie that recently came out on Netflix. It's written by Lin-Manuel Miranda and it's starring Andrew Garfield. And basically, this is this autobiographical musical by playwright Jonathan Larson. It's the story of an aspiring composer in New York City in the 90s who is worried that he might have made the wrong career choice whilst he's navigating the pressures of love and friendship and The music is incredible, as you might expect from Lin-Manuel Miranda, which for everyone who doesn't know, he wrote uh, the Hamilton musical. And it's very good. I I just, I don't know, I am a fan of Andrew Garfield, so I decided to put it on. And actually, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. It was fun, it was heartbreaking at times, I learned a lot, and I think it also depicted the situation of the HIV epidemic in New York in the 90s, especially in homosexual relationships. And um, I think it touches upon that, but it touches it nicely. There is not a lot of prejudice or discrimination in there, which when someone tries to talk about that, that can happen very easily. So yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. I keep singing the songs. Um, I think there, there are some friends who haven't watched it yet, but know the songs. It's so great that everyone knows it um so i'm gonna recommend that to you i hope you enjoy tick tick boom and let me know what you think about it actually when you watch it i just love discussing stuff with you you can hit me up on instagram or you can hit me up using our email and both of these are in the episode description and now let's move on to the main part of this episode and i want to say that I have been struggling lately to maintain a balance in my life. These past couple of weeks or couple of months maybe were full of responsibilities and just a lot of things to do and I've been feeling like I am not in control. I'm not in the front seat of the car that is my life. It's just that recently my life has just been 
me desperately trying to catch up on my studies, on my work, on this podcast, other projects and my health and my relationships. And just lately, I've been feeling like I am failing at all of those responsibilities. And it's been hard for me to keep a consistent workout routine and not to mention even, you know, meditating or journaling. I've just been overwhelmed with this sense of chaos and feeling behind on pretty much everything in my life. And it's not really that I don't have free time at all. It's just that when I have a minute for myself, I usually am too tired and too kind of burnt out to do anything else than just sit and maybe, you know, watch something or maybe read a book. But that's like maybe too optimistic sometimes. You know, it's like when you go too long without food and then you have the chance to eat, you end up binging and overeating. And when you go too long without rest and when you keep just working, then when you finally have a couple of hours to do something else, you just end up binging that rest. You don't clean the house, you don't take a bath, you don't meditate, you don't take care of yourself and cook a healthy meal. What you do is just fall back into your worst habits that bring you immediate comfort and even though I'm not going to say that I've just been laying in bed and watching Netflix because I just didn't have the time to do that. But the way I spent my, you know, scarce free time was not exactly good for my mental and my physical health. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially in these couple of months. I think this period in the year is a very busy time for many people. You know, this episode was supposed to be about the importance of romanticizing your life and just making a big deal out of the smallest things. About thinking of yourself as, quote-unquote, the main character of a great coming-of-age movie. And even though I still think this approach is very helpful, and I might even record an episode about this in the future, it's great only when you have the time and resources to feel in control of your life. But I also want to acknowledge that the vast majority of people all around the world do not have that control. And look, I am aware of my privileges. I'm not going to complain now how hard I have it because I am aware that this is this period of my life is simply a rough patch and I'll probably regain that sense of balance soon. But this situation made me think about all of the people that have it so much worse than I do. About all the single mothers working two jobs to provide for their children's food and education. About teenagers that are taking care of their sick or depressed parents and who have far greater responsibilities than, you know, just doing their homework or preparing for college. It made me think about people with disabilities that are living in a world that isn't built with the regard of their situation. In cities in which architecture is the mean of their discrimination, unfairness and inequity. It made me think about people with chronic conditions who practically live in hospitals and many of them don't even have a proper access to affordable healthcare about people who don't have the privilege to decide what food to eat because the only products they can afford are very low in essential nutrients. Because kind of ironically, we live in a world where high fat and high calorie unhealthy fast foods are just much cheaper 
and more accessible than a bunch of simple nuts and veggies. And my problem, my extremely small and irrelevant problem in comparison to all of that, that problem made me think about all of the people who want to become, you know, quote, happier, wiser, healthier, but are just discriminated because of their gender or religion or skin tone and aren't allowed to speak up, let alone given an access to proper education or a fair job position. I think that self-care and self-development and just the sheer possibility to even think about these things are a sign of huge privilege. And even though they are extremely important for people that have time and money, these are pretty much the least of worries of most people on earth. And so when I kind of thought about this, I had this small existential crisis, but on the behalf of the podcast, because I was thinking about what's the point of, you know, the quote unquote being better show if it's useless for the people that need help most. I mean, do I really want to spend so much time and energy on something that will benefit only a tiny group of people who already have a pretty good And yeah, this is a tough one because on one hand, it feels not that important, but on the other, any improvement in a life of any kind of listener that this show can spark is a huge success. And I don't want to disregard the importance of a healthy and balanced life just because there are people who struggle with much more serious values. And also, I kind of thought that the things that we talk on this show they aren't applicable only to a small group of people. You know, happiness, compassion, and science, those are universal. And I hope that these discussions that we have on this podcast can spark positive change in your life, no matter who you are and where you come from. But I kind of digress. What I also wanted to say is that there are a lot of people out there who think that they have it all figured out. You know, the ones that give advice and tell you what to do to feel good. And I know that firsthand because there were times in my life when I thought I knew the capital A answer. But now I know that I don't have the answer. And to be honest, it probably doesn't even exist. But let's not get into that existential crisis right now. Um, Yeah, I just think that a lot of people on the internet, you know, actors, influencers, musicians... Even some scholars, they claim that they went through that spiritual or mental health journey and that they got to that destination. That they love themselves now, they are enlightened, they don't get angry, they have a healthy relationship with work, with food, with exercise, their relationship with their partner is flourishing, their kids are, you know, the smartest and, you know, they are capable of having these philosophical conversations and yeah I'm just this is so funny to me when a lot of people say that they can learn life lessons from incredible conversations with their children and that they can learn the meaning of life from their extremely smart children and I think okay that's possible but I don't know when I was five years old the only thing that I could share with anyone is basically that I love cereal and that Everything should be made of cereal, basically. And look, I'm not saying that any of these people are lying to you. You know, they probably think they are enlightened, which is great. But I just think that they might be 
kind of lying to themselves a bit because you will never know if you have the most amazing lightning conductor that catches every lightning if you are living in an environment where it never rains or another example you cannot claim that you have great running shoes if the only thing you do is walk in them no the only way to know is to test them in stressful and demanding conditions and the same goes with feeling confident in your self-love mental health and spirituality basically if the only thing that you experience is you know living a comfortable life where you have everything that you need financially uh, you are safe you have the access to any kinds of foods that you want you can buy yourself pretty much everything just with a click of your touchpad then these aren't the conditions that are stressful and demanding that will tell you that you actually are self-loving aware you are developed spiritually you are confident and you have a great relationship with your body and productivity basically if you don't need to overwork yourself then sure you're not going to have a bad relationship with productivity i mean most of us just want to rest and i fell in that trap a lot of times I felt like I knew the answer. I felt like, yeah, I'm healthy. Yeah, I like myself. Yeah, I am enlightenment. I mean, I never claimed that. But yeah, I thought that I am developed spiritually. But I think, you know, it's very easy to feel enlightened when you have all the resources and the time to do so, to meditate, to do yoga. But a lot of people do not have that. I think what Ramdas said, uh, the spiritual teacher, was that if you think you're enlightened, spend one week in the house with your family. And I think that's very true. Sometimes we get very angry when we spend time with our parents and with our relatives that know which buttons to press to kind of set you off. And if you deal with that, then if you still, even though you are with, you know, your parents who start complaining about your life and or claim that you are a disappointment, whatever it is, if you still can be calm and patient and you can you know control your ego then great all the power to you but you have to think about what are your current conditions and another thing you know it's easy to stay on track with your goals and with your healthy habits such as you know drinking enough water and stretching and reading and journaling when you have the time for it and for many people who don't do these things, who don't stay on track, it's not that they are lazy. It's just simply that they just do not have the control and they need to go do, you know, work two jobs to provide for their family. And again, you know, going back to romanticizing your life and being the main character, I still think it's a very nice approach, but it's nice and easy to do so when you have the money to travel and you know, spend free time watching movies or going to the park or, you know, making TikToks about your life and just, you know, running through the field with your friends uh, because you don't have to work in Chuck E. Cheese to pay for your college. And I just think that because on social media, the people who are most popular have the most followers are people who have extremely comfortable lives. They are financially stable and they don't have to worry about yeah food, college, whatever. Um, and they kind of make this community, this web of these most popular 
influencers that um, that make content together, I think we sometimes forget that they are not the norm. Like they are the one percent of the population who has it best, but most of us do not have this kind of lifestyle, and it's not it's not normal. It's great. I mean, I'm not saying this is bad. Again, I'm just saying that we sometimes forget. And I think it's easy for those people that we sometimes, you know, look up to and compare ourselves to uh, because they are most of things that we see online and we spend so much time online. And I think we sometimes forget uh, that that it's easy for them to feel comfortable with their bodies and to give productivity tips or, you know, show how much yoga they do because they live different lives and it's like we cannot compare ourselves to them because it's like different it's like comparing apples to oranges their conditions in their life make it so much easier to just feel satisfied with their life with their existence with their bodies but you have to be more critical when you listen to people who give you advice because they claim that they feel comfortable with their body and you should too and they feel extremely confident with the person they are and they spend so much time in meditation and you should do it too like sure take their advice but take it with a grain of salt because if you have the time to work out and eat healthily and your body looks like a you know fucking sculpture no wonder that you love your body and you feel comfortable in it but what happens when you start struggling with i don't know hormonal health and gain weight through medications are you going to be able to say that you love your body then are you going to be comfortable wearing whatever you want and the same goes with spirituality. If you live by yourself and have the time to meditate in silence every day, of course you are going to live peacefully and in agreement with your spirit. But what would happen if your kid is born and they scream 24-7 and they throw up on you, they shit on you, you're sleep-deprived and you keep fighting with your similarly sleep-deprived partner and you haven't been able to take a shower, not to mention meditation how your spirituality and mindfulness is going to be like then are you going to keep reacting only from a place of loving kindness and notice your ego arising and listen i'm not saying that these things you know spirituality mental health or fitness are impossible to achieve when you are busy or have a family i think it's absolutely possible and we should all strive for these things but i also think we should be a little more realistic and cut ourselves some slack when life just doesn't go according to plans and when self-development just falls out of our list of priorities and i also think that we should be a bit more cautious and think critically when we come across a person who claims that they have achieved those things the next time you listen to anyone talking about their quote-unquote healthy habits, please consider their socioeconomic situation and think twice before you compare yourself to them and start feeling bad. I mean, sure, it's nice to feel motivated by the people that you look up to, but before you feel guilty about your life and before you start thinking that you are inadequate and that you should start doing more, first Think about your resources of money and time. How much free time do you have during the day and how are you spending it right now? I mean, if you watch Netflix every day, 
I think you can spend that time doing something better for yourself. But if you help your kids with homework and have a very demanding job, please don't feel like you are not enough because you're not doing yoga on top of all of these responsibilities. And then please consider what you want to achieve and what are your priorities. Because if what you're trying to accomplish through all of these practices like journaling or yoga is happiness, then I have great news for you. Happiness doesn't come from these things. Even though they might be helpful, it doesn't come from that. Happiness comes from within and they also aren't the only way to enhance your well-being. And like the same goes for achieving health by working out and a healthy diet. You know, there are many ways people eat a great whole food and balanced diet and so please don't stress about you know not being able to do intermittent fasting because it isn't the one perfect solution there are many ways to be healthy and if you can only work out on the weekends because you don't have time during the week that's fine too that's healthy too and there are many different ways people achieve these things and lastly think about why you want to achieve what you want to achieve and make sure it isn't just because of peer pressure. Like, for example, take bullet journaling. It has been a very popular mean of organization and journaling. I think it exploded a couple of years ago. And a lot of people, including myself and my closest friends, have tried it for at least a couple of weeks. But most of us, also including me, stopped doing it consistently and just failed at building this habit and we were left with a sense of guilt and disappointment. And I think the vast majority of people who felt or still feel guilty about these kinds of productivity methods, they usually don't have the inner need to do them. Their lifestyle and their goals do not require a method as time-consuming as bullet journaling and it just doesn't work for them. They it's better for them to, you know, use a calendar or sometimes it, you don't even have to do it. So it's it kind of doesn't make sense to feel guilty about not doing something that isn't even useful to do. So yeah, whatever it is that you feel guilty about not doing because of the productive quote-unquote people online, just please think for a second if you really want or need to be doing these things in order to be happier, wiser, or healthier. And at the end, I just wanted to clarify, I think that self-development and caring about your spirituality, about those habits that make you feel good, that make your life better, that make you a kinder, wiser, healthier person, those are incredibly important for all of us. But we have to remember those are not our basic needs. I don't know if you know, there was this sociologist, Maslow, who made this pyramid that represented the needs of human beings. And I can read them to you. You know, at the basis of that pyramid, we have physiological needs, you know, not being hungry, not being thirsty. Then we have safety needs. We all want to be safe. Then we have belonging and love needs. Then we have esteem needs. And those four are clarified as deficiency needs. But then when you have all of those basic needs met, then you have what are called the growth needs, which are cognitive needs, aesthetic needs, self-actualization, and at the very top, transcendence. And we are not going to be focusing and we shouldn't 
be focusing on the growth needs if we struggle with deficiency needs. And like I said, those are still important things for all of us. But remember to not just feel bad about yourself. Like the biggest message that I have for you today is just please do not feel guilty. Please do not feel bad about yourself when you compare yourself to people who just have it so much better than you that they don't have to struggle with those deficiency needs because it's like comparing apples to oranges. And as much as I would like to say that we are all equal, we are not equal. We have different backgrounds, we have different financial status, we have different family situation. And some of us just have to work harder because of the things that we still are struggling with. So the thing that I would like you to get from this episode is to be more compassionate towards yourself. And then as a result, because it always works like this, being more compassionate to others as well. I hope that this episode was helpful in at least some way. And if it was, then like I always say, hit me up, tell me what you think about all those things. I love talking to you. Um, when it comes to the inside of the week segment, my inside of the week, it's kind of, uh, I don't know if it's a question. I was recently listening back to uh, the first episodes of uh, the podcast. And I have to be honest, I was cringing a lot. Like the quality of the recording, the quality of my English, the like my grammar and the filler words that I use and the amount of them, it was just, it's awful. I honestly cannot listen to one of the, you know, the, those couple of first episodes. And I was kind of recently thinking about deleting them um, because, you know, there recently we gained a lot of new listeners, which Hi, by the way. Um, thanks uh, so much for joining us. And yeah, we gained a lot of new listeners and I don't want them to judge the show based on these couple of first episodes, which, which you know, it was a rough start. I, the first episode was recorded just on my iPad and it was just, their sound quality is not great. So yeah, I don't know if I should delete it because on one hand, yeah, I don't want uh, for listeners to kind of judge it just based on these. But on the other, you know, it's kind of nice to have um, a tangible proof of uh, the growth and development of the show and how far we all came and the growth that we all experienced, not just me, but, I, you know, as a community, I think the glow up is real. Um I don't know. I don't want to be ashamed of this start, but I think we all have that. I think it's like, I recently realized that I actually have a lot of cringe when I look back on my life, not just this podcast, but when I have, you know, those, you know, early teenage memories and things that I read in my journal or things that I said to people, the person I was, I just hold a lot of, I don't know if it's shame, just kind of cringe. And I don't know, I think, I know that I shouldn't be feeling that, that it's not healthy and I should kind of cut myself some slack. And like I always say, just be more compassionate towards myself. But it's hard. I kind of want to, you know, bury these things, bury this this persona that I was and the values that I had and how strict I was in my attachment to these values. And I don't, I just don't think that's this is necessarily 
a healthy approach. I think we should be more compassionate. I think we should see the value in the person that we used to be because the, because of the mistakes that we made, we became the person we are now. And it's hard. I don't know. I, I, I don't have any kind of answer for you. In the inside of the week, I just share my hesitations and my meditations on life and right now my meditation is that I have I hold a lot of cringe and my basic instinct is just to kind of hide and bury the memories of what the what kind of person I was and I am kind of fighting that and I need to find a healthier approach um so yeah that's my insight of the week I hope that it was interesting I hope that you are having a wonderful day today and like I always say when you smile you make the world seem like a more beautiful and brighter place so smile for me for yourself for your soul and for your mind and for the people around you because I'm sure you're gonna make them smile too it's just how it works it's by our basic biology I think I recorded an episode about why we make the facial expressions of the people we see but I don't know actually if I if I haven't, then I'm gonna make that episode soon. Um, I love you so much. Take care of yourself if you can, of someone else too. And I'll speak to you in the next episode. Being Better is edited and produced by Julia Spohr. You can learn more about the show and about other work over at our website, beingbetter.info. And the Instagram is at beingbetter.pod. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by word of mouth. So if you can, please tell your family, your friends, and what the hell, also tell your enemies. You know, we don't discriminate on this podcast. So tell them about the show, tell them about why you like it and about why you like the incredibly amazing and very humble host. You can also share it on social media platforms and if you tag us, we'll make sure to reply. Thank you so much for joining us today and I'll speak to you very, very soon.